Hi, I'm Hathaway Hester, manager of the Association Archives at National Association of Realtors and chair of Chicago Area Archivists. Today, I'm here with Sarah Zimmerman, librarian and archivist for the Chicago Theater Collection at Chicago Public Library Special Collections. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Hathaway. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I would love to hear more about the Chicago Theater Collection. Can you give us an overview of what kinds of materials you collect? Sure. The Chicago Theater Collection is just one of our collections at Chicago Public Library, and it specifically consists of about 80 different collections. And those 80 collections, if you measured them out, lined, lined them up, they'd be about 1,500 linear feet, which is about the length, half the length of Navy Pier. The collection includes both contemporary and historic records. The historic records date back to the 1840s. The earliest item in our collection is from 1848. It's a playbill for Rice's Theater for a play called Pizarro. No idea what it was about. I don't know if it was any good, but it is the oldest piece in our collection. It's so old that it only says theater on the program. It doesn't even say Rice's Theater. There was no need to define which theater it was. Of course, now in Chicago, we've got over 300-some theaters opening, closing all the time. It's a very fluid system, and we document that contemporary culture as well. We've got collections representing Goodman, Steppenwolf, a lot of the big names, but also smaller collections, and ephemeral off-loop theater that some people don't know about. Um, and the collection is always growing. How did this collection come to live at the Chicago Public Library? Well, the Chicago Public Library had the records of the Goodman Theater dating back to 1925, as well as a strong collection of historical programs and also a collection of historical scrapbooks that were very was very trendy to collect and create scrapbooks from your theater-going experience in the at the turn of the century. With that historic collection and then with the building and addition of the St. Nicholas Theater collection, which well, that was a theater that was run by David Mamet, Bill Macy, Steve Schachter, and Patty Cox um, in the 70s, closed in the early 80s. Those archives were also at the library. With that as kind of the foundation, the archivist decided to build a theater collection and working with a State of Illinois grant, I believe, contacted 10 theaters that were all 10 years old at that time and began the Chicago Theater Collection, and it's been growing ever since. And how do you acquire new materials? Do you uh, work with the theater companies themselves? It really sort of depends. A lot of it is word of mouth, and it's not always strictly theater companies that I work with. So yes, I am bringing in records from theaters, but also from costume designers, lighting designers. Just recently, Mark Larson put out a book, Ensemble, about oral history in Chicago. He was a researcher who used our collections and has since decided that he would like to put his archive of oral histories in our collection now. So that's going to be a really exciting project to work on in the coming year. Oh, that's amazing. It's great when a researcher gives back to the collection Absolutely. that inspired their work. I'm curious about your day-to-day -day job. So you've told us a little about the collections. What does a normal day look like for you? A normal day, I think like probably everybody's normal day, it might start out with one plan and it changes a lot of times. As much as I love the theater collection and I think of that as kind of my, my baby, it's only part of what I do at Chicago Public Library. I'm also in charge of a lot of the outreach that happens digitally in our collection in terms of our website. All of the history material that's on what we call our Chicago History page where you can access blogs, 
finding guides to collections, our digital collections, online resources. I manage that part of our website, as well as solicit and write content for the website, and also manage a lot of the social media content that comes out featuring our four special collections at Chicago Public Library. Wow. And um, do you do any of the processing, cataloging? Is that part of your job, too? I do. It's primarily for the theater collection, although Mm -hmm. we have collections on Mayor Harold Washington, Chicago Park District, Chicago Authors and Publishing, Civil War, Chicago Neighborhoods. Typically, I am busy in terms of processing with the theater collection. Before you started at this job... Mm -hmm. Did you have a background in theater? Not officially. I grew up in theater, in arts, in music, so it was a natural fit in that way. I felt very comfortable in it, but I don't have a degree in theater. But again, it's it's a small world, and I find myself connecting in a lot of places. For example, one day I was processing a collection of theater photographs, and I came across a CD of photos. I was like, huh, this is an interesting production. I it looks so familiar. This name is familiar. Popped in the CD, open up the images. I was like, I did see this show. I saw it about 10 years ago. And lo and behold, one of the actors in the show is now my daughter's music teacher. And we had this funny connection. (laughs) It's a really small world, I guess. It is. I find a lot of connections in terms of uh, running into people that way. It happens in theater, too. Oh, do you know so-and-so? Yes, I do. No, I don't. But you get an introduction, Mm -hmm. and collections come in that way as well. Have you always worked with the theater collection throughout your time at Chicago Public Library? For the most part. When I started at Chicago Public Library, for one year I worked in what was called the Fellows Program, and it was sort of an introductory program with the idea that we would go from branch library in a rotating basis. So I worked in three different branch libraries the first year I was at Chicago Public Library. And it was a great experience. It was rewarding and fulfilling. But I really wasn't getting that research aspect I had missed. I started out my library career as an undergraduate, actually working in the main reference department at Western Michigan University. And I worked there for four years. That's where kind of the library bug bit me. I realized I'm enjoying my job. I think more than most of my classes. Maybe there's something to this. So continued working there, got kind of a broad background of education, and went to library school right after undergraduate. So you knew right away, once you started working in libraries, that was it? Yeah, I would say by the end of my sophomore year, I I was determined and had made my decision. So it made a great fit. I had these wonderful resource of librarians to help me and really guide me and help me in the selection process of where I wanted to go for my master's degree. And that's when I headed off to Illinois because I was working with a lot of Illinois grads at that time. So then at Illinois, I also worked again in the main reference library there. So reference is always something that I enjoyed. I enjoy interacting with people. I enjoy looking for questions and answers and matching people up with information. And so That's always a fun and very rewarding part, I think, for any archivist when they have someone come in and say, I'm looking for this and I just can't find it, and we can find it. I had a researcher who came in who was working on a biography of David Mamet. He said, you know, I think I've read everything he's written, but I can't seem to find a copy of this one script that he wrote. I was like, I'm pretty sure we have that in the Goodman Archive. Let me go get it for you. And I brought it out. And he was like, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. And he was very pleased. Yeah, it's always really rewarding to see how the collections get used and how valuable they can be 
for the researcher. You talked earlier about the author writing a book, doing research in your collection. How else do people use your collections? It happens in a lot of different ways. We've got, you know, we've got history fair students who come in who may be interested in a theater that they've heard of. We have fans who come in. The original score to Greece is in our collection, and everybody loves Greece, so people love to see that. So there's the hobbyist, there's the researcher, and there's also the, the people who work in theater sometimes are researching productions that they did before. They're looking for what did they do, how are they going to change it. So there's the dramaturgy aspect as well. Very nice. And do you also have a lot of dramaturgs that come in? Uh, a few, not uh-huh. as many. It, it really depends on what their subject is, of whether course. we can support them or not. And um, I'd also like to hear more about any special events you might have coming up. This year, 2019, is the year of Chicago theater. And so all across Chicago, everyone is celebrating the rich theater culture that we have in our city. Theater is not to be missed in Chicago. It is one of a kind. And so to be able to support that with the Chicago Theater Collection is really a unique and wonderful experience. We will be participating in various events as the year goes on. It's coming to a close, but we look forward to bringing that memory alive in 2020 as well. You worked at the library in college. Mm -hmm. At that point, Did you have any idea what direction your life was going to take? What were you thinking at that point? I would say it wasn't such a surprise that I thought libraries would be a good place for me. As I sort of think back on some of my moments in childhood and my sort of type A organizational moments, my mother was a music teacher and a choir director. And one of the things that I really enjoyed doing was helping her file music on Sunday afternoons after church. And I loved the way she had her music organized. She had two huge floor-to-ceiling shelves that took up an entire wall in our living room of music. And just being able to find something so quickly there was always interesting to me. I vaguely remember setting up a card catalog for like my children's picture books when I was very little. So again, not a super surprised that the library bug bit me. But a part of it also is I love mystery. I love uncovering things. I love finding things. So that reference and research aspect of helping someone to uncover a clue that leads to this, to leads to this, is wonderful. And that's just so much more rich even in an archive than it is in in a regular circulating collection, I think. Absolutely. And when you started to investigate what it would be like to be a librarian, did you envision that you would be working in the arts as well? I don't know if I thought I would be that lucky. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) There was part of me that just sort of thought, oh, a library job. I loved news as well, so there was part, at one point I thought, oh, I might like to be a news librarian or work in some sort of special library, be in a law library. I actually never, never thought I would see myself in a public library, so in some ways I was a little surprised when I took the job in Chicago Public Library, but it's turned out to be such a great direction for me because it 
took me into the archives. Before I worked in archives here in Chicago Public Library, I had not worked with archives directly. I had a broad experience. I'd worked in a lot of reference settings and worked with a lot of different kinds of materials, but not archives specifically. I started out in an entry-level position there. And that's what opened the world of archives to me, and I'm still here and still going. What do you envision as your future in the career? I don't know. (laughs) You clearly love what you do now. Mm -hmm. So I imagine you'd like to keep working with that. I really see what happens. Yeah, I really do love what I'm doing. I feel like I have such a unique set of skills and a unique collection to work with. It's hard to think that there are other things. I know there are. And I love the idea of different opportunities presenting themselves and going with the flow sometimes. Like a day, as you said, you know, what does a typical day look like? Sometimes it's just going with the flow because you'll start with one project and end with another. And sometimes I think careers look like that too. When I was a little girl, and we would drive into Chicago along, um, it's called Ida B. Wells now, but it was Congress then. And I'd lay down in the back seat and look up and there was this big crazy building that looked like it had green gargoyles up on top. I was like, what is that building? And I later learned it was the public library. And lo and behold, I work there now. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah. Thank you for having me, Hathaway. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Chicago Area Archivist COA podcast. We would like to thank our gracious interviewees, the Chicago Area Archivist Steering Committee, Engineer Allison Shine Holmes, WFMT, and the Project Chair Danielle Nowak for their time and efforts. To hear more, you can find both Season 1 and 2 of the COA podcast available on YouTube. For more information on the Chicago Area Archivists, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or our website, chicagoarchivists.org.